Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Hello, Fem Fam. We have another lovely guest for you. Tonight we have Victoria Nunes, who is a writer, producer, and co-founder of Hyde Hooligan Films. Welcome. Thank you for coming hey, tonight. Thank you for having me. Wait, did you just drive down from the Bay? Like yeah. it just happened well, and you just like happened to come here? We drove down earlier. I had to drop off uh uh my dog to my dad mm-hmm. and then yeah, hang out with a friend. And then, yeah. we, then we came here. <laughs> okay, so you had Fair a little enough. chill, so had a moment, little too. moment, yeah. little. Yeah. Mo- well, now you're having a moment with tea with us, Tessa. What do we got right now? Right now we have Celestial Seasonings, one of our favorite brands. Um, just <laughs> you know, shouting that out in case they want to sponsor us. Yeah, um, come on, guys. <laughs> still no answers. No, I I don't know. Have one we hollered at them? No, not really. Just yeah, from a little far. bit, yeah. a little bit, a little bit. If, We're if trying to like Celestial. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Um, but there's this is Country Peach Passion flavor it's nice and fruity I i'm a fan i really like this one yeah it's yeah. actually a chamomile like based tea too i just read that oh you guys so. are trying to put me to sleep okay because <laughs> chamomile puts me to sleep <laughs> yeah right didn't realize that before we I got drive back it. <laughs> That's oh. like, it tastes really good though it's worth it yeah it's totally oh, good tasty. i'm glad you like yeah. it yeah because you said you're more of a coffee drinker when we asked so oh. i was like oh i hope she likes this oh no tea. yeah i'll drink tea every now and then mm-hmm. especially if i need to sleep yeah, Which I will eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have like a? Mil- I had like Red Bull and coffee today. It's been one of those days. Um, what about you on this ride? Red Bull will be on my way back home. Beautiful. Because yeah. cool. I'm like you. Time. Red Bull is the only thing that works for me. Any? Yep. I'm just like I've... coffee is a morning thing. Red Bulls if coffee I'm, like, is breakfast tired. to me. Yeah. It doesn't really like wake me up. I don't think a lot of people realize that. To me, it's coffee too. <laughs> I get my business partner and he's just like, no, it's not a breakfast. <laughs> but it is though. For me, it's a breakfast. I mean, yeah. it's got sugar and milk. Exactly. That's all you That's need. All it's like you cereal, need. but beans. Coffee. Totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. how I look at it. Well, oh. Victoria, tell us about um, Hyde Hooligan in general, like what you guys do, what your um, vision is for the company first, and then we'll talk about you specifically. Uh, so Hyde Hooligans is, well, it's me and my partner. Well, we've been working, uh, working together for about over six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to film school, mm-hmm. so we focused a little bit on shorts. And then once we got out of that a little bit, we now we've been focusing on narratives and that's kind of how we got into distribution. It's like okay. learning about all that back end stuff. And mm. it's just been like the past two years. I think we yeah, have, cause we went to AFM last year. Mm-hmm. So we learned a lot there too. And now it's just like, we've been like full on into what goes into all that stuff. And yeah. our goal is to do our future film soon. Okay. Cause we already have scripts written. We're working on another one and um, also doing some development for a couple more. Nice. 
that's kind of where we're at too. Like we've gotten some shorts out. The next thing is either a feature or an episodic, but something of that like yeah. size. And I yeah. think that shorts are good to get like your bearings. Like mm-hmm. you know, you start to learn what you're good at or exactly what you what you need. It's like you start to learn, and then like a feature is just like a short but longer, yeah. <laughs> exactly. longer, longer hours, longer stress, a little bit m- like more money, more, more money. development, a little bit more. You yeah. know, things go a into bit it. more everything depending on what you want to do with it. I mean, shorts can be like that too, depending on how you want to distribute a short. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all goes into what the distributor wants, which is your deliverables. Yeah. Wait, hold up. Distribute shorts? You can distribute shorts. Actually, explica me. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about here. On Netflix, my partner and I were just watching a short. Mm-hmm. I guess they bought a short, a short animation, two minute huh. short. What? Yeah, I have to, I don't remember what it was called. But it's on Netflix. It's a short little animation. Nice. And it's like they bought that and they distributed it on there. Yeah. And so I don't know what the usually Netflix does buyout fees. Mm-hmm. So they probably bought it for a certain like flat fee. Mm-hmm. And right. And they showcase it. But apparently that's a new thing now. People are doing are distributing shorts. Interesting. Okay. I mean, groundbreaking news, listeners. (laughs) It's not that surprising, though, if you think of it. Like, it makes sense. Like, the attention spans are getting so much shorter, like, with YouTube and stuff like that, you know. So it makes sense for shorts to be a thing. Oh, totally. It's just like, didn't know that Netflix. Well, yeah. to the net well like even like my anything. attention span it's like mm-hmm. i don't have time to sit and invest in a series unless i have time off yeah exactly you know, i'll look for a movie that's one and a half two hours long maybe yeah two hours is a little bit pushing it <laughs> and yeah. if a short you know if i'm looking for a short something that's related in my field to like if i'm writing a story on something specific like like a drama and i'll watch a short that's a drama to kind of get inspired mm-hmm you know, it kind of helps because I'm not spending that extra time to yeah. be invested in it. You Absolutely. Know? So it's a new route. And I know, like, people have been trying to distribute shorts for a while now, but now mm-hmm. it's starting to actually gain a little bit more traction. Well, that's good news. <laughs> First yes, of all, that, I'm no, excited to hear that. <laughs> so if you have Netflix, you should be able to just look it up shorts. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely going to look into that. I am definitely looking into that. Because I know, like, you know, Amazon has a couple on there, but Amazon is actually a platform, and I just recently learned this, that you can put your own stuff on, essentially. Like, they don't need to pick it up as, mm. like, as a distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the whole process for that yet, but that's something I just recently learned. Whereas Netflix, you know, like, they have to obviously, like, approve it. They have to buy it. They have to, you know... I think it depends on how you want to distribute it. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to do self-distribution, yeah, you can go through Amazon and yeah. do self-distribution that right. way. Would, is the term called an aggregator, then? Is that the right word for it? So an aggregator would be, like, a distributor going... They're not necessarily the distributor. They're like, I'm going to buy this film from you. I'm going to buy a film from somebody else. I'm going to package mm-hmm. them together and sell it to Netflix. And okay. then they sell it in bulk. Mm-hmm. So it's not just your film; it's somebody else's, other people's films altogether. Yeah, and, and you get a percentage, and you get a percentage. Okay. Um, and I was just reading up on how usually they do they do cost uh cross collateralization. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of want to negotiate on the fact that you don't want your film to be cross collateralized. Yeah, because if one of the films doesn't do well, then that kind of pitfalls in yours. Your... Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, because it's packaged. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's just your film. It's multiple films packaged together to one company. Yeah. Aggregators package films. They don't do specifically one film. Gotcha. So they'll like go to Netflix with, here's a bunch of films. Yeah. There's a good chance that one of them will do well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Gotcha. I totally got sorry. <laughs> season one. I think I tried to talk about aggregators. We didn't, we didn't totally say it wrong. We, we just no. We got some of it right. We got some of it right. <laughs> well, how, how was it that you guys said that? I, I mean, essentially the same process, but not the packaging part. Like, exactly. Yeah, doing just, the same thing. But yeah. So so that makes that clears that. Yeah, up. yeah. 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 Aggregators just package a bunch of films and then they buy bulk and they sell bulk mm-hmm. instead of just focusing on one film. Yeah. Gotcha. Like if I just wanted to go to a distributor and be like, I want you to focus on my film in this market. That's different. That's mm-hmm. not an aggregator. That's, that's a distribution company. Yeah. yeah. So it's diff- a little bit different. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, you. Um, you were about to talk about when we stopped you to <laughs> clear all this up, um, like deliverables. You know, what what are they looking for? What do you need to be prepared with in order to get your film out there? Uh, depends on the distribution company. Mm-hmm. They'll ask. They'll send you a list usually of what they're looking for mm-hmm. um usually the big ones are you know insurance your permits your mm-hmm. releases um what's a good one I'm trying to think <laughs> i know i know you e- e- know is yeah. is a big one because you don't know if you missed anything mm-hmm. um wait eno eno it's his errors and omissions it's usually in your insurance when you film, you have an insurance company, right? Correct. So that's saying like, oh, I accidentally filmed somebody <laughs> yeah. who wasn't exactly in my movie and I didn't get a release form for them. Uh-huh. Okay. It's basically a backup saying like, oh, they're accidentally in there. They're not meant to be in there. Mm-hmm. You have to take record of that in that case. The ENO will protect you if that person decides, oh, that's my face. Like, so it's I, an insurance I, policy against it, essentially. Yeah. If that would okay. happen. Yeah, so that's a big one. Um, you they will ask for marketing materials, um, depending how much you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to start in development, start thinking about what your market is and how you would market to that whatever your whoever your audience is. Um, that goes for posters, trailers, BTS, anything mm-hmm. that you have, um press releases, mm-hmm. write ups, anything like that. Yeah, right? Or if you've been reaching out to uh yeah. magazine companies yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that, trying to get your stuff out there interesting yeah i wanted to um and we'll talk more about distribution stuff too but just real quick i wanted to talk about like you personally like what got you into entertainment in general and like what is like what's your kind of day-to-day with that and where do you see yourself going like what's your ultimate goal i'm just curious you know we're always curious about everyone's journey (laughs) and everyone's story yeah well well i've always been artsy Mm -hmm. like ever since i was small like i was big into drawing Mm-hmm. Like that was my thing. I was drawing. I was into anime, so I drew yeah. a lot of like anime characters. I got into creating my own stories all throughout my whole like school Naruto, career. TBT. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. I was drawing and stuff all the time. And when I went to college, I had the choice between film and animation, mm-hmm. and I chose film because I didn't want to spend twelve hours a day <laughs> on a computer. That's understandable. <laughs> you know, I spent so many hours just even at night just drawing all the time and. I first got introduced to film my senior year of high school. Okay. And it was kind of interesting. I And I that's what made me decide on doing film as my um, major. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did cool. that. And no, then this is so fascinating. Like, yeah. you know, from drawing to then creating. Like, did yeah. you want to do like, like kind of like an anime at some point? Because that's what you grew up with and had a passion for. Yeah, I I had that. Um, 
I used to draw with a couple of friends. We used to have our own little storyline. So mm-hmm. I'm used to story creating and story creations and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah. I think I honed a lot more better after <laughs> film school and stuff like that. It's like learning. Like, um, Save the Cat is a good uh, book to read mm-hmm. to learn your story structure. Uh, yeah. Got it. It's I think we've shot my backpack. Yeah. <laughs> As we speak. Yeah. We listen to the audio book just to make it go so by, yeah. go by so much faster, especially yeah. when we drive down to LA and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've switched a lot from being creative to more producing logistics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's completely, completely opposite now. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm very fascinated by all the contracts and fascinated by all the distribution stuff. And yeah, it's not that I don't draw as, like I used to, but I still do, but it's more of my You're hobby. like, I'm a businesswoman now. What's up? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't enjoy it as much. I enjoy it because I like figuring out the logistics of like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Or this sounds better for your, you know, contract to have this in it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff that I really enjoy. Yeah. So did you like study contracts to like get like the because there's specific lingo like or do you still like have an entertainment like lawyer tied with that i think you should always have an entertainment lawyer absolutely (laughs) just but just like how did you familiar i mean just from reading i'm getting yeah like how did you learn everything about this world yeah so i got i started getting into it um my senior thesis at college Mm -hmm. and i just was reading contracts and i had a entertainment lawyer as a teacher mm-hmm. oh that's nice so i would go and ask her I'd be like is this okay if i put this in here yeah she'd be like yeah that's fine you know as a like backup of something were to happen with the actor you mm-hmm. know um so i learned a little bit from that i learned a little bit of language because lawyers like rewording things for yeah. a certain <laughs> way um yeah, absolutely i had a really great mentor here in um actually northern la mm-hmm. and he's he's been really helpful he's i'll talk to him every now and then too and he's like helps me with mentoring still on some things yeah. that are like oh it's like how do i word that correctly to make sure that it's okay with the talent agent and right. still okay with our company you know yeah because they'll mm-hmm. do they'll do red lines the lawyers will do red lines and be like i don't like the way this sounds <laughs> reword yeah. this you know <laughs> totally um so i used to read a lot of contracts and i and i still do um I have a book on contracts that I've had for a while. What is it? I've had it for a while. I don't remember what it was called. Once I know what it's called, I'll send you the book. Okay, please. Please, and we'll we'll share it it with you guys. Yeah, Yeah. we will. It is a very cut and dry new bedtime story. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Well, it's good. So one of the things I've been trying to do, and and my partner has been telling me, it's um, reading something informational before you go to bed. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so it just sits absorbs, there, yeah, absorbs you know. as you're sleeping. That's what I do so all been day. Doing that. Trigonometry at night. <laughs> oh man, the, just kidding. <laughs> I hope it sits in. <laughs> just kidding. I would pray that that sits in. <laughs> but like, you know, you wake up in the morning and usually you want something more creative to get your yeah. day started. And it's like I'll, I'll listen to podcasts. I like scary stories and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. So it's like the first thing I listen to in the morning, or or I'll, I'll read a book. You know. If I have the time, I, the audiobooks are yeah where it's at. Audiobooks, the audiobooks for me are good for informational books. Yes, like if I'm reading hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I will not focus on a non-fictional book. Yeah, I used to read like crazy throughout high school and college. I just would carry like three books with me and just read like crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I just feel like I would reread books like Jurassic Park. I would reread it and be like, oh, I missed that the first time. And, you know, 
Totally. I just reread Lord of the Rings. Like I'm obsessed with it. And I just reread it now for the first time since I was like a kid. Uh And that was such a great experience. I loved rereading them. See, I've been wanting to read those books for a long time right now. You never read them at all? No. I highly recommend. I have The Hobbit though. I got through a chunk of The Hobbit. Yeah. Because I really love those movies. Yeah. I will just sit there and watch them all day long. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, right now I'm reading Fahrenheit 451. Oh, I love that book. I'm just really enjoying that. Love it. So um, let's talk just a little bit about um, like what are the first kind of steps for people for distribution? Like if somebody is coming to you for like, hey, what do I do to get this out there? Like what would you tell them are the first kind of steps along the way? Um. I think it would be reaching out to distributor. I've been talking about this for a long time for people, you know, filmmakers in the Bay Area up north. Um, and it's really based on your film. Mm-hmm. You know what genre it is. Uh, it's really you want to find a distributor that fits that your film. Yeah. Like you don't want to have a faith based film and then go to a horror distributor and be like, hey, can you sell this yeah <laughs> you know because right. nobody's gonna buy that <laughs> or vice versa i yeah. think it'd be a lot worse right yeah you know and 100 you really want to make sure that the person you're going to distributor you're going to is the right fit for your for your movie mm-hmm. and then you would reach out to them um if you have a completed project the film markets are a great place to hit up because mm-hmm. you can try to schedule meetings with them i think it's the first three days they're usually looking to buy. Okay. Companies are usually looking to buy. And if you buy your ticket, um, I think it's a four day pass. You get access to the app. And so oh, you okay. can reach out to people there and try to schedule meetings. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So very curious about yes. the, that whole process specifically. So let's say, you know, you get your first meeting, you're super excited. Mm. What do you bring to the table? What is, what would you bring to the table? Like, it is a kind of like a pitch deck situation. Like, do you come scenario? with your deliverables that early? In like, that, or no. Okay. You don't come with your deliverables. They'll give you a, in the contract, they'll tell you, I'll send you in the next couple of days what the deliverables are. Okay. And then you need to send all that stuff back. And it's within a certain time limit. And you should really read the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, because oh, if, read the if you're late, <laughs> yeah. sometimes they'll tag on uh, late fees if you're oh, late okay. with the deliverables. You know? Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, so you really want to read your contract. I think the first step would be you get the meeting, you pitch them your story, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. show them something like a trailer or something that's going to interest them that, you know. Yeah. You would suggest a visual of some sort. Yeah. Would so sell. If it. you go to Asylum and you have a horror film, you know, you would show like something that was going to pique their interest or something that's related to them that usually things that they sell. They sell yeah. stuff like what? Sharknado. Yeah, so, <laughs> something. If I have a trailer for something like Shark Swamp or something yeah. like that, right? right? If I go to them and be like, "Oh, this is their style," right? You know, and I show them a trailer, and they're interested in it, you know, right? You could start, you know, kind of feeling out they're interested in buying that. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, they'll say they're interested, and they'll ask you. They'll do a follow up meeting, and then um, there's a preliminary contract that says that you're going to be doing this and Mm -hmm. then they send you the real contract okay okay once you feel like you want to go through it go through with that i think one of the things though too is that when you're when you're trying to sell your film you don't want to go just to one area Mm -hmm. like if you feel like 
if you feel like Asylum would be good for distributing film through cable, yeah, that's one specific area. Okay. But if you don't feel like they would do well in distributing your film online, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go to Netflix, that's another area. Mm-hmm. So pay cable is a different distribution um, route. Yeah. And VOD is another. Okay. So you don't want to give Asylum all your rights, all exclusive rights, if you can go to Netflix and get a better deal for your VOD sales. Right. Does that make sense? No, that totally okay. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, this is what we're learning, too, is that it's it's not just one distribution model. It's not just one distribution route. Like, even if you're doing, like, kind of the, the classic distribution model, depending on where you're putting it out, like, it's all, yeah, it's all different. It's a, it's called split rights deal. Mm-hmm. So you want to split up the rights if you know certain people in certain markets that are going to hit that market yeah. better than, say, somebody in the U.S., you know? Yeah. If I know somebody in the U.S. is going to hit the U.S. really well, mm-hmm. like, I know Warner Brothers is going to hit the U.S. really well, you know, but I don't know if they're going to do well in China or something right. like that. I'll go to somebody else who's going to do well in China. Totally. Because you've you got to get it out there as much, like, everywhere that you can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah, and I think also, too, it's like you want to make sure in your contract that you have the right to look at yeah. If they, if your distributor decides to do a sub-distribution, mm-hmm. so your distributor will buy your rights, then they'll go and sell your rights to another distributor, mm-hmm. hit up another market okay. underneath them. And you then wanna, you want to make sure you get a cut of whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> because right. yeah. you want to make sure everything's clean there because sometimes right. the main distributor will try to do like a stacking fee and they'll take a cut from this one and then from their own fee as well and then send you whatever's left over. Yeah. Mm. yeah you gotta try to make the most money you can yeah so like, well that's good to know like there's yeah. like they have their own sub like i didn't know they would there's sub distribution within that yeah that's why that's you always need to read your contract that's why i say it's great to have an entertainment lawyer because yeah. they're gonna notice that stuff mm-hmm. i only notice that stuff because i read a lot of that yeah stuff. <laughs> not very many producers are gonna be like i'm not just i noticed that you know totally so before we wrap up um i want our listeners to be able to find you to find your projects um if they want to work with you all that kind of stuff so if you want to share like your website for hide hooligan and any personal like social media all that kind of stuff uh yeah uh so our website is uh hide hooligan um you can probably search our hashtag Hide Hooligans on Instagram and awesome. Facebook and Twitter. So mm-hmm. you can easily find us on there. So Hide Hooligans. We have individual accounts because okay. I go by Hooligan V. Okay. <laughs> so Cute. it's a little secret code name. Nice. Um, you can search up Hooligan V uh, through hashtags. You'll find me through there. Um, my partner has is Jay Hooligan if you want to find his. Awesome. He's more directing creative. Okay. I'm more writer, producer. <laughs> nice. So, and then you guys can email us through our website. Usually it's go straight to our email so we can respond like in the next couple of days. Perfect. Perfect. Well, listeners, definitely check them out. And Victoria, thank you so much for coming on today. It was awesome Making to talk to you. Journey. You drove all the way from NorCal for us. I yeah. feel honored. <laughs> yeah, I thank mean, that's a long drive, me. guys, if you don't know. <laughs> but this was like, this was super helpful. Like, I, we had talked about, you know, we had yeah. someone on the, to talk about distribution before, but it's like, you learn, every time you talk to anyone that knows what they're talking about with distribution, you learn something new every time. Absolutely. So, There's so much to it. Yeah. Like, so much you, ground to cover. Honestly, so just research online there's a lot of free stuff that you guys mm-hmm. can research just 
research um film distribution you can find articles and stuff like that i'll probably send you the article that i read oh fantastic Please. So you guys have access to that you guys can put that up as well for everybody yeah um Love i'll send that, you the girl. book if i find the book awesome <laughs> thanks boo whatever that book is <laughs> the article definitely i know i have the article book you know okay. bookmarked so Perfect. I'll send Yay. you that. Well, yeah. thank you again thank so you. much. And thank you, listeners. We love you guys. We do. And we we'll do. see you next time. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.